Hi there and welcome to the Book Realities Podcast, a series of interviews with independently minded authors where we explore their books, their writing techniques, and what made them become a writer in the first place. I'm your host, Ian Hooper, and as well as being an independent author, I also run the Book Reality Experience. Hello and welcome to the latest in our Book Reality series of interviews with authors. On this episode, we're joined by Jim Shields, author of the short story collection, Seasons of Affection. G'day, Jim. How's it going? Hi, how are you, Ian? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for joining thanks. us. Um, so for people that don't know all about Jim Shields, tell us about yourself. Uh, that's a hard question for me. <laughs> you ask me these hard questions. I don't like talking about myself. My hometown is Larne, the, the gateway to the famous Glens of Antrim. Uh, drifted through school, had little ambition really, and uh, followed my father in his footsteps into the uh, building trade. Served my time, got an apprenticeship and moved on from there. That's my life in a nutshell. Uh, Jim, you're a very modest man. Now, I know that after that building trade, you actually went on to have a, an illustrious career in academia, where you ended up as an emeritus professor of fire safety. How did that come about? I, I, I was standing uh, on the top of a very high scaffold when, when we were working at a, a building a factory just outside County Fergus. And the farmer in the field next door came in and took his cattle out of the blizzard. And I was still up on the scaffold, so I thought then... It was time for a change, so I, I I went to night school to the big tech, as they say, and uh, did my bits and pieces there, and then went on to do a part-time degree and uh, finished up as um, uh, employed in the, the what was then the Northern Ireland Polytechnic, uh, and that transition became the the, uh, the Ulster Polytechnic, and then as it is today, the Ulster University. My research interest in, in, was in um, in the area of fire safety engineering. That was the hook uh, that got me into academia and uh, one, of the, one, of, one, of, one of the marvelous things about it was uh, I never knew that I could go to work and spend so much time in the library. That is it in a nutshell. So when you were in academia, you obviously had some books and papers published, but they would have been non-fiction and fairly theoretical, I'm guessing. So what about the transition from those types of books to the fiction books that you now write? The books um, that I wrote in academia were in support of the teaching programs I was in school. They were textbooks. The only stuff that I was doing in research, well, those would be published papers and they would be peer reviewed. And that was an entirely different discipline for me than from in the transition to, 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 to fiction. Because in, in fiction you have a freedom and you, you, you can attach meaning to words that are not in the dictionary, so to speak. So, um, and then I discovered that, uh, I had a habit of using flowery language and, and uh, misusing words. Uh, um, when I start and when I still sit down to, to write, I have to keep a dictionary beside me to make sure that I'm using um, the right word in the right place. And I was using too many words. When you grow up a little bit and, and move on, and if you made all the mistakes, then you learn slowly what the red line through. 
Now, when you say um, when you grew up a bit, um, as you were growing up, did you harbour ambitions of being a fiction writer or was it something that fell in your lap? How did it come about? I wasn't set free with any ambition or any imagination, but I always had a hankering that um, I had I had an interest in design, architecture and things like that, um, that I did uh, experience in, in, in my primary education was an introduction to the arts because... Um, and I mean, this is going back to, 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 to uh, the late, the, late uh, the 1940s. In the primary school, I was introduced to Shakespeare by, by a very bullying teacher who, who, who didn't, who didn't read the text or get you to read the text. He acted the text. And, and I can remember the, the, the speech from, uh, from Julius Caesar, most of it to this day. This is a dagger I have before me, a hand towards my hand. And that, that kind of thing fires your imagination. Now that that led me all the way through my my life to uh, an interest in the arts uh, and uh, joining the Lauren Drama Circle um, and getting involved in what they were doing. Uh, I'm very involved in, in helping them with their production, their autumn and, and spring production, and then of course they have a program of readings through the season from September right through to March the following year. So. Uh, that involvement uh, encouraged me to start and write little pieces. And I would, I would write little pieces to, to, to amuse myself. Uh, and then um, I, I, I did write a piece that I showed to a good friend. He was that good when I showed it to him. He said it was rubbish, Jim. Uh, so he was very frank. He, then he showed me how you, could, how you could rejig it and make it better. And then when I retired and, and you know, there's only so much golf you can play and other things that you can do, but there are moments when you when you start to think about things and there's, there's things you want to say. And the way you can do it is write them down. It's been, a, it's been a journey. And it's not just a journey about Seasons of Affection. You've actually brought out a few other fiction books before Seasons of Affection, didn't you? My first book was uh, uh, Seen Through a Rearview Mirror a memoir looking back on aspects of your life uh, and, and, and adding colour and flavour and, and um, ambiguity to it. Then I, I did a book, oh, I called it Naked Windows. The cover of the book of a young man looking out a rain-stained glass. It was raining outside. He's looking out. And the question that I was posing to the readers in that image was, what is he looking at? Uh, is he looking out or is he looking inward? Is that you? So it was really a challenge to the reader to look out through this this window of life. And then, of course, I finished up with uh, the most recent thing, the Seasons of Affection, which was a transition from, from these two, but um, it's more focusing on the place where I live and the people uh, who live in places where we live, doing ordinary things every day. And like the, the, the stories come from observations, the people that you meet, then there's other buildings I look at, and, and you think, you know, well, what happened in that building? And I'll tell you, this features in, in, in two of my favourite stories in Seasons of Affection. Um, an Encounter with a Mermaid uh, features a walk through the Victorian um, landscape of Lauren that I actually walked through as we're writing the story uh, and, and discovered a lot of things. Oldfleet Hotel in Larne, uh, down at the harbour, now long demolished. There are 
big attraction was they will offer um, seawater baths. Uh, and I had experienced seawater baths in Taiwan and China, and me and Lynette tried these things with our clothes on, and these little, little pots that you sit in and, and do whatever you do in them. Um, but I, I, I took the idea of the seawater bath and turned the basement of the hotel into a swimming pool. So hence the encounter with the mermaid comes into it. The other story that I like very much is a very ordinary spy. And this this takes me to, to right beside my house because that's, that's where there was a colony of missing huts to build the beds and soldiers that were trans, that were billeted around during the war years. And um, those huts have been there for a long time in a, in a, in a, in a forest of elm trees. But I visited people who lived in those missing huts. And the one, the one, the last one to be removed was right beside me. And it, uh, it, it finished its life about 20 years ago as a, as a, uh, scout stand. There, there, there is a calm manor road, and I'm not sure that the people who even lived there realized that the, that the serpentine railings formed, formed part of the Dramatis estate, which was a principal entrance with its little, little, uh, um, the gatehouses. Uh, and there's only one of them remaining on, on, on the Dillard Road. But, uh, sorry, I'm rambling on. No, not at all. And the interesting thing is you're talking there about the town where you grew up and coincidentally where I grew up too. Um, but you're talking about the Nissen huts, for example, that were established around about the 1940s for the Belgian troops. But they were converted into housing. They then were converted into various other um, uses and that last scout hut. I remember that last scout hut. So it was lasting all the way up until almost the turn of this century. So although we're talking about historical buildings, these are historical buildings that were in use up until very relatively um, recent times. And Dramalis estate obviously is still there, albeit much shrunken from what it was back at the turn of the century. But the strange coincidences that come into play You've written a story about Dramalis Estate, and when I was sitting out in Western Australia and met a, a woman who introduced herself as an editor, she was the granddaughter of the man who had built Dramalis Estate. It's a, it's a really small world, and your stories capture that smallness of the town, but over a century of history. So what's the best feedback that you've had with regards to the book so far? Well... It's very interesting that you ask me that question because uh, yesterday we and I went for a walk through the park. We were having good weather here. We're walking through this park, and this woman came over. To, I, I saw her coming from a distance, and she came over to me and, and, and she said, "By the way, I love your book." When people have said that to me before uh, for, the, for the first time, I, I was embarrassed, uh, but but uh, there was no embarrassment. She was she was she was being open and honest, and, and then we talked about other things. But there's the other thing that I wanted to show you because I, I got this card that was sent to me from someone I don't know from Canada. And, and uh, dear Jim, I've been intending to write to you for a while. Uh, taking time now just to say how much I enjoyed your collections of short stories and poems. I have read and reread as they connect me to my roots growing up in Carson Street. Thank you. Keep the memories of home alive. Pat Weinberg. That makes it all worthwhile. You know, it just someone says, I enjoyed your book. That's enough. Somebody takes the time to 
uh, you know, you know the cost of posting anything these days. Someone posts you something, you just have to smile and say, "Great, I'm glad I did it." Fantastic. And I'm taking that, that that type of feedback will inspire you to go on. Seasons of Affection isn't the last of the books that you're going to be writing. Well, how <laughs> long will I last? <laughs> uh, I'm working on, on, on another collection and then I may, I may go back to my first two books because I think I could uh, say some of the things that I was saying in them much better. There's lots of stories uh, 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 hanging out there, and a lot of them are a little fruit. You just have to, to pluck them and, and get something to say. So when you are saying these things, do you have a strict schedule? Are you up at 6 a.m. and into the office and writing away, or do you let it? Do you let the muses find you? No, no. I'm up at 6 o'clock. <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up at 6 o'clock when, 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 I, when I go to play golf. That's why I'm up at six o'clock, not, not to write, uh, because I, I, I go out uh, to the golf course when I, when I was fit and able to play golf well, because that was my cathedral. Now it's, 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 it's a walk in the morning, early morning, and you're alone with the wildlife and all the rest of it. So it's, it's, my, it's, it's my cathedral. I don't, I, uh, no, I don't have any um, set pattern. Uh, I learned something from Stephen Sondheim uh, I watched him giving an interview, and, and, and what he said was, if, if, "If you if you can if you can write your story in a sentence, you've got it." Uh, and I've learned now that um, well, I tried. Well, he taught me if you can get your idea in a sentence, doesn't matter how long the sentence is. If you get the short grade, if you get, you've got your story. And then when you've got your story, um, going backwards uh, to the question you were asking me about background and I was talking about the, the drama circle. Um, what I learned from 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 um, the directors and, and doing their plays, they 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 would look at scenes. They, they would see a scene and they would they would structure that scene and then they would get the links between the scenes. And what I've been trying to, to do myself, I don't do it all the time because I, sometimes I forget, but you you try to look at each at each paragraph. As, as a scene. What is, that, what, what, is that, what is it there for? What's it saying? What's it linking to? That is what I try to do. But uh, I can tell you that I that I very often, uh, partway through something, forget all about it and carry on regardless. Then I had to go back, as I would be doing later on. But no, I don't have a set pattern. When I've got something that I want to do, then I could give it two or three days nonstop. So when you were writing Seasons of Affection, then you got those first kernels of the ideas for the stories. From start to finish, until you sent it to me for the editing process, how long was that sort of process? Was it, Are we talking weeks, months, years? Probably 12 to 18 months. But of course, this one, that, this 12 to 18 months that you took for Seasons of Affection happened to coincide with the first 12 months of the COVID pandemic. During the pandemic, Everything was okay in the summer uh, because we experienced, like, well, I experienced like everybody else. You don't sleep and, and all this. You, you're out walking at all hours of the, the night and morning, uh, but you have plenty to do. And you only have the trouble with, with, with sleeping. Uh, and you're not mingling with people. But when, 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 when winter comes along, then you, you, you're not able to do your swimming. The 
Shama circle is reading, you're not doing your readings, you're not at as much, you're confined to the house. Uh, so the question is, what do you do? Right. So the, 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 the first three stories in, in, in the season of affection is a kind of a trilogy. Uh, Harry and Martha, uh, elderly people are middle-aged, um, have welcomed their family all home for its Christmas in 2019, and then they get the invitation to go and visit all the family. And Harry is up for that. Uh, he's he's like a bird flying. And, and what will we go east to west? What will we do? Uh, getting all that, and gradually the the the, 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 the virus emerges. And, but they're not listening to it. They're not listening to to, to the news. Their their mind is somewhere else. And then of course, as they as, as, as they get along, they, it's their children who wise them up uh, in, in, in New Zealand and that this is serious. And then they realise that their that wonderful plans um, are receding. Until the only option you have is they can go and maybe spend Christmas with their daughter in, in, in Edinburgh. And then suddenly the rug is pulled on that. And they, they during the, the pandemic, they have they now have to find things to do. I suppose the pandemic is a catalyst to, to, to start that particular or a starting point for it. And those um, those trilogies at the front, or that trilogy rather at the front of the book, where their horizons have been expanded, they're going to travel from New Zealand to California, and then slowly those collapse end and in and in and in. And as you say, they're they're stuck with Edinburgh for Christmas, and then that disappears as well until there's just the two of them in their house, figuring out what to do to keep themselves sane during this pandemic. I think it's a beautifully observed um, piece of writing and leads to those other stories within the book, which are also beautifully observed, but more external observation rather than the internal between a couple within their own house. So it was nicely done. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I'm struggling with uh, I'm struggling with a story that I'm working on at the moment, which is and, and, and my problem is just what you have highlighted, um, how to cope with uh, the internal relationships. Um, you know, these two got together and, and uh, they, they could talk among themselves, but when you, the story I'm writing is about far, I'm trying to write is about a mother and son, uh, because he, he, he has got the idea as an impression of child that she doesn't love him. Uh, and, um, it's how you allow him to express his feelings. At the end of it, they're either going to be reconciled or not. Uh, I'm, not <laughs> I'm not quite sure yet what, which, which way it will land. But anyway, it's keeping my mind occupied. Very good. Well, listen, thank you ever so much for taking the time out to join us. Um, what I'm going to do, if you're up for it, is ask you a series of 15 quick fire questions. So first answer that comes into your head, one or two word answers. Um, no pressure. Are you up for this, Jim? Uh, yes. Yes, let's go. Excellent stuff. Right. Jim Shields, author of Seasons of Affection. Here we go. What is your favourite book? Uh, the, the Lord of the Rings. Least favourite book? Oh, uh, this one I just read and I didn't like it and I threw it away and I can't remember it. It wasn't one of mine, was it? No, it wasn't. No, it, it, uh, I can't remember it, but that's my least favourite book, the one I can't remember. There you go. That's good. Um, what turns you on? 
sorry, could you rephrase that? <laughs> what excites you? What inspires you? Uh, what makes you happy? Uh, I think what makes me happy is, is, is seeing other people happy. Uh, um, uh, that, that would be in a nutshell. And yes, seeing other people happy. Very good. What turns you off? Uh, politicians. Summer or winter? The seasons are things going for them. You just have you just have to buy into it. You know, I mean, we, we, we don't we don't the, the drama circle doesn't do its productions in, in in summer for obvious reasons, but there's plenty of else to do in summer, swimming all the rest of it, uh, and there's plenty to do in the winter. Just go and just just get out there and do it while you're able. And on a completely free day, then to do anything you want, who do you spend it with? Uh, on a completely free day, I would spend the day with my wife and it. Mountains or oceans? Uh, well, uh, I don't like I don't like cruising. Uh, I did uh, a cruise once because the, the boat went up the Amazon, but it's not my my cup of tea. So it I would have to be mountains. What's your favourite movie? Uh, well, uh, my, my, well, I have, I would have to go back to well, I have two. I, Two actually, but I have to go back to the Lord of the Rings because I read the Lord of the Rings. Uh, I have five children, and I read the, the Lord of the Rings to each of them when they were very young. And then we went to see those that were, were went to see the first version, which was an animated version, which was was good, but 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 nothing compared to uh, to, to 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 the full the big the big. Uh, moving, but that, I think that was fantastic. My other, my other favorite movie, my it would be the field. Uh, uh, J.P. King's the 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 the, the field because uh, it was a great cast and it's a great story. The field, did you say? The field, yes. Who makes you laugh the most? Um, my cousin Pauline makes me laugh the most because she has the wickedest sense of humour that I have ever encountered and she can make me laugh at, even at the worst things, especially the worst things that have happened to her. What smell do you love? Um, violet. What smell do you hate? Uh, I suppose it'd be uh, rotten eggs. Other than a writer, or indeed an amateurist professor of fire safety, what profession would you like to have undertaken? An architect, uh, or someone that can start with a, a blank piece of paper uh, or a piece of fabric and creating something, uh, a fantastic building, uh, a fantastic garment, something, something creative. And what profession would you not like to do? Dentist. And if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you get there? Welcome. Very good. Jim, thank you ever so much for taking the time out, um, especially in what is probably uh, a summer's day for you when you should be out walking outside. So no, thanks no. very much again. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. We're not, we spent too long outside. Yeah, it's fantastic outside. Uh, so we'll wait until the evening before we go out. Excellent stuff. It might, it, might, it might be a good time to write something. Well, well, that would be good. We'll look forward to the next book coming out too. And just to remind everybody that there's going to be readings from Seasons of Affection on the YouTube channel as well, so they can take a look then. Hey, thanks for listening to this latest episode of Book Realities, our Interviews with Authors series. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast 
and turn your notifications on so that you never miss any content updates from us. If you liked this episode, leave us a rating or a review as it really helps the podcast's visibility, as does passing the pod on to any writers or author friends that you may have who you know will be interested in it. And join our exclusive mailing list at www.bookreality.com. The next episode will be released this time next week, but until then, stay safe and well. All the best.